following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. In the heart of East Utica lies Joey's at 307. That's 307 Mohawk Street. It's where the eclectic old school meets the new school cuisine. Dine in and enjoy some amazing seafood dishes, classic Utica Italian dishes, lunch specials, a revolving dinner menu, and even offering catering. Call them at 315-864-3527. Joey's at 307. You're going to love it. Good, everybody. Welcome to Stupid Computer Monday here on Disruption Network. No, actually, it's a local music Monday, but I'm having some technical difficulties. I don't think I'm magnetized today. I don't know. The computer does not want to work for me. So if this thing cuts out at any point, at any time, it's my fault. I don't know. It's the computer's fault. Shout out to my sponsors, EJA Moving Services, the professional movers. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit up Eddie and his crew, 315-335-0516. There's no task they can't handle. They give you free boxes. They pack them up, and they bring those boxes wherever they need to go. Tell them Uncle Z sent you, ejamoving.com. Shout out to my attorney, Dave Longaretta. Give him a call today if you need legal advice, 315-735-6162. Big ups to Utica Coffee, Saranac Brewery, and my good friend, over at Joey's 307. Matt Grabsky is an absolute genius in the kitchen. You guys should go check him out. Joey's at 307 doing an amazing thing. Bringing back the old school East Utica Italian dishes mixed in with some new cuisine. They got seafood dishes and revolving dinner menu. Joey's at 307. It is Local Music Monday. Unfortunately, my partner is not available today. Justin Smith said we miss you, brother. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. But uh, today, Local Music Monday, we're doing something new today. And I got my good friend Nick Vanderwood in the studio, and he's going to perform live for us. He's got a couple tunes for us. And there's my boy Nick. What up, brother? Good to see you. Hey, hey. How's it going, Z? Good to see oh, you. I got the reverb on. Yeah, yeah. I got the, <laughs> I got the reverb on here. That's, I'm having technical difficulties today, as you've seen me freak out. It's all right. It, it happens all the time. It's just I'm it's sorry a, you it's had a given. to see that, dude. No, it's okay. It's, it's totally fine. I, I've had the same, you know, nervous breakdowns in front, you know, in front of your computer. It's normal. It's it's a given. Yeah, but, shit happens, man. Sometimes but, these computers, they want to work. They have the mind of their own. They do. They just like, oh, you know what? At this time, what's not work? Right. And it's usually right when it's go time. Yeah. It's like, usually when it happens. Yep. So Nick is in the house. Nick, you can find him in a band called Trampoline Jetstream, one of my favorite local bands that you could check out. And we're going to talk a little bit about Tramp Jet in a little while, but uh, tonight, today, this afternoon, you're going to perform for us, play a couple songs, man. I got a couple. So what do you got for us? What's this one? What are you going to do for us? Well, the band, we've been um, we've been performing a lot recently. We're practicing for uh, the studio, which will be in next week at Big Blue North. So um, I figured I'd keep that going, and I, you know, I'll play a couple songs from the album. Cool. Um, yeah, so it'll be kind of fun. I'll go for it. All right, do it up, brother. All right. By the way, I want to say thank you for having me on. Oh, of course, bro. <laughs> I love you. You know that. <laughs> All right. 
You got that reverb? Yeah, by yeah, chance? I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Yo, man, you got that reverb, Ben? You got the cathedral effect? <laughs> I just want to be in a cathedral. All right. All right, so this first one is uh, Touch the Sun. Reset the dream Touch the sun And we'll run away Touch the sun And we'll run away the sun. I feel like I should throw this computer at the sun right was, now. Was there issues? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All of a sudden the camera went out of whack and we were shooting on the freaking bar over there and I don't know what the hell's going on today, bro, but the stupid computer day. Nick Vanderwood in the house, Trampoline Jet Stream. It's local music Monday. Big ups to our boy Justin Smith and unfortunately he's not with us. Today. I know. I miss you, Justin. I was talking about you earlier. Yeah. He, Nick was almost ready to leave yeah. when he found out you weren't here. <laughs> We got to reschedule, you know. Yeah. I was, I was just... Dude, we got to reschedule after a stupid computer day. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to do another one? I'll do one more. Yeah, I'll... let's do one, and then we'll sit down and shoot the shit. What? I think that's probably our best bet All today. Right, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll chill out, definitely. <laughs> Blame it on the computer. Yeah. All right, so I'll do one more from the album. It's, uh, it's called Something's There. This one we actually wrote. Well, we started writing it like three or four years ago, and then it came back in a newer way, um, and it, we just we loved it much more. And um, so we're excited about it. So. Nick Vanderwood, ladies and gentlemen. 
God is there, reach out for the gold. Cool air, never seems so cold. I convince you, something's there. I convince you, something's Rotting air, you breathe so slow. Who cares if we get too old? Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. I convince you something's there. I convince Something's there Leaving so much frustration Left behind now you cannot bear On the river bed I don't mean to
<laughs> Nick Vanderwood, everybody. Thank you. Nick Vanderwood. So Nick's going to go sit down for a second. We're going to shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah, good, stupid yeah, computer. Let's, yeah, let's, we'll hang out. Let's shoot let's the shit. Let's hang out. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want to touch this anymore, bro. <laughs> this is what happens when you leave me in charge of things. Things get a little misconstrued, and uh, I don't know. I think that uh, I'm not magnetized is what's going on here. But uh, you got some claps out there. Shout out to the peeps. Let's do a little roll call. Big ups to our unofficial sponsor, Tim Moyer. He's in the house. Give uh, Gridley Page a like on Facebook. Go watch him on Twitch. Shout out to Gina. Thank you, Gina. Big ups to Motor Lord. Motor Lord. They'll be coming on really, really soon, too, next month. So I'm looking forward to that. Thanks to uh, Chilling with the Rick. Chilling with the Rick brought us out. Uh, me and Justin did a great podcast with him just the other day. And uh, you can check that out on the Chillin' with the Rick Facebook page. And uh, so check that out. And, uh, man, shout out to everybody that's out there watching. If you could do us a quick little favor and click the share button. Nick, man, what's going on, bud? Not much, you know. I'm feeling pretty good. Thanks for performing. Th- thanks for watching, everyone. For Sorry for in. the train wreck. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's fine. Totally fine. It's it could have been, been that bad, you know. I mean, just the camera's moving to the left a little bit. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, a lot a bit. Actually. Oh, a lot of bit? Yeah, it, just, oh. it did a 360. Oh, yeah. that's bad. It's weird. I mean, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Shit happens, though. So you guys are in the studio. Well, you're going into the studio in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yep, yep. Actually, so I think, when is June 1st? Is that next? It's coming up. Monday? So don't ask me. I'm June 1st. So I think it's next Monday we're going to the studio. Um, it's exciting because we're going to be recording differently than we normally do. We would normally multi-track. You know, like, oh, Adam will do the drums. Trent will do the bass, guitar, vocals last. Um, but this time, we're actually going to go in there in the live room, and we're all going to just play together and try to get the takes all you know, all at once. Old school style. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, of course, we're probably going to add like acoustic later and yeah. vo- vocals later. But you know, a lot of it is going to be we want to capture that raw spirit of the song. So, and and finally, it's a, it's going to be a debut album. Won't be into a small little EP we've been doing for a couple of years. So, so what's <laughs> going to happen with this album? Do you guys plan on pressing this? Is it just going to be live streamed, or how do you plan on getting it out to the masses? You know, I we're definitely we're going to find. Find a way to get vinyl. I mean, that would be amazing. You know, I think that's definitely the route we would love to go eventually. Um, probably when shows and tours are happening, that'll be a big goal for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than th- so I'm trying to think. I think we would probably release this in the fall, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 we've been talking to Lisa from the Stanley. Yeah, yeah. I know you know Lisa. She's my good friend. She's yeah. great. <laughs> I mean, me and Adam met her. She's in... a big fan of yours, by the way. Oh, I know. She she's, is. She's awesome. She she's does. so she cool. You. That means so much. When we had that uh, singer-songwriter co- contest a couple weeks, was it last year throughout COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, you you really, really turned her head. She was like, who's this kid, Nick Vanderwood? Oh, she with... called me right up. I'm like, that's my boy, actually. She's <laughs> with... like, I love this song. I love this video. With Piggy Bank, right? Piggy Bank, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to release that one, actually. I was supposed to, but I didn't. So what are you guys talking to her about? Well, actually, so we met her in December. We were going to shoot a music video, and at the time, we were working in the Jerry stuff. But, you know, we were thinking maybe we should save up for the newer album because we were really spending a lot of time on that. Um, so I, I think I contacted her last month, and we were thinking about doing a live stream at the Stanley of the newer album. Beautiful. So that would be really cool to do like a release show there, um, whether it's with people or not. Um, at this point, we're on a good road. Hopefully we could get some people in there. Yeah. Um, but I still would love to talk to Lisa again about it. But that's pretty much the goal. It isn't 
100% in stone, but that would be awesome. I could probably almost guarantee that you're going to perform at the Stanley oh, sooner it. than later. Speaking into existence. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, throw it into the universe, mm-hmm. man. Oh, definitely. Throw it out there. Hell yeah. <laughs> Go to bed every night meditating going, we're going to play the Stanley. We're going to play the Stanley. I'll, I'll have to do that. <laughs> you got to manifest it, bro. Manifest it to the manifest universe. Manifest the energy <laughs> of the universe. That's it, man. That's it. How you feeling, though? Everything good? You you back? You feeling good? I'm feeling good. Yeah. It's weird. It's sort of not like it's like wow. I can actually go out to like you know a bar and and have a couple of drinks. You know, I I spent so long like just I'm like I'm not doing any of that. You know, I'm I'm preserving my voice. I'm preserving until I I feel ready to do it. You know, so I think that mindset like I still have that mindset, but I'm I'm sort of letting loose a little bit. You know, um, it's just exciting. It feels like I can actually, I can actually participate in the world. Yeah. Um, when it, that wasn't the case for so long, it's just it's amazing. You know. We got we got to let people that don't know. Prior to COVID, you had some nodules in your throat, and you yeah. you, you had it, to deal with some serious like health complications for a minute there. But you're 100 yeah. percent clear from that, right? Oh yeah. It's so it, it was it was weird. It was um. It, so it wasn't nodules. The thing that was scary was the the doctor. You know, he'd put the tube. Up my nose, if anyone wants to know, when they look at your vocal cords, they put it up your nose, and it goes down the back of your throat. And you can actually, because right now I'm looking at a TV right in front of me, it's the same thing. They would have a TV, and I would look at my voice, and he's like, all right, now go, ah, you know, sing a note. And I'll, you know, ah, I'll do something like that. With the tube in your nose. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So I had to multitask. I had to have a tube in my nose and also (laughs) sing. Um, So he's like, yeah, it looks like at one point, you had a, a, I think he, I think he said a hemorrhage, or like blood. Actually, like I actually, I don't even know how to say it without it sounding awful. But like you know, my vocal cords were probably bleeding at one point. Um, plus the fact that I had a lot of neck trauma, like the muscles in my neck were strained, and it was hard for me to make them not strained. Like I literally had to, um, I mean, I had to do vocal exercises to to smooth to make it feel better. Um, so that's why, like for a year, it hurt to talk, it hurt to sing. Um, I didn't go anywhere. I am like, I would refrain from social events and all that. I mean, a lot of people have heard this story, but, um, if you haven't heard, it was awful. Yeah. The worst thing. So, so it's definitely amazing to be able to go out again and actually talk and sing and, um, but I'm still growing. I, I, I still have to force myself to, um, you know, I have to limit how much I'm talking and I, I still am very, you know, I wake up every morning, do some exercises and, um, so it's definitely become a part of my routine, my, like, every morning, every night. You know, I have to warm up before we play. Um, but it's it was an awful experience, but it was the best experience because I learned a lot. Right. There's always silver lining. Did When you were going through that whole process, uh, were you writing any music? Did any kind of – other than your art, I know you went, you went full board with your art when you were down there in the lockdown. But did you start writing music too? Did you have any inspiration on writing some music? Yeah, actually, th- that's what's cool is that the newer album has a lot of. So it was like a couple summers ago I started writing. Um, I definitely was writing some tunes, and that I had to force myself to start singing again because I think I was I had some say anxiety to talk and sing. My doctor was like, "No, in order to get better, you need to start singing. It's a muscle. You need to do it. You need mm-hmm. to exercise it. It's like you know, if you want to heal from you know a broken leg, you can't just stop walking." Because you'll never learn, you'll never walk again. So I had to do the same thing, you know. So some of the songs that we released on this album, that we will release on this album, were in that growing process of like, okay, I'm getting back into it. Um, and it's a newer, it's a newer tone, a newer vibe. 
And um, this is just what works for me now. Um, and I, I've learned how, how I was using my voice incorrectly for so many years. And I was just beating up my voice, not realizing that, you know, they're like, yeah, you shouldn't be losing your voice as much as you have been. Your age. Yeah. And it's like, because I, I spent so many years when I was younger, you know, before puberty, hitting these high notes. And I didn't need to do exercises. So by the time I, like, matured and grew, I realized that I didn't really know how to sing. You know, I... I uh, it was kind of shitty. It was like a, a, a realization that, like, man, I'm actually not good. <laughs> you know, I, I I don't have a wide range. You know, but now I've it's sort of allowed me to kind of train in a different way that I never have, and I'm feeling differently singing. Um, any singers watching, like you know, you're feeling it go up into your head instead of just all here. Yeah. So were you um, not singing from the diaphragm, more just through the vo through the throat, right? So I think. Like, I would. I would sing through the diaphragm, but there's only so much the voice can take, mm -hmm. you know, even with the diaphragm. But it, I probably wasn't, too. Like, it was probably, um, I probably was getting really bad habits just singing from here. So, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, man. For, it, it, for you to go through all that at such a young age. Mm -hmm. But there's silver lining for all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you got really creative on your artwork man i mean looking at your instagram page and the stuff that you were putting out artistically was just like mind-blowing it's like this kid should be drawing cartoons thank That's you what yeah you should it, be doing you know but yeah. but then you have this other aspect of your life where you know you're a singer in a rock band mm -hmm. so there's like you, you, you like, got the best of both worlds it's like well which one am i doing you know <laughs> for a while i was like i don't know if i could be a singer anymore and you know but like those baby steps, like those small little achievements, made me realize, oh no, I could do this, and yeah. you know, I could do both. Um, and I, we talked about it before on the phone. Like you're the same way. Like there's only you can't just. It's hard to do one thing. Mm -hmm. It's like you do one thing, you get burnt out. So you you go to something else that you're interested in, and you know that's what I did. I was just obsessed with drawing, and you know, how can I make this into digital art? Um, Get the NFT going, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just fun. I love trying to do different. You learn, you, you round yourself out in all different areas of what you do, and yeah. you know. So that's what I was. It was it was great. It was a huge self reflection. But the only only shitty thing was is that by the time I was better to sing again, I was out of my own self, my personal self quarantine. The pandemic hit, and then I had to quarantine again. I was like, oh, well, I'm used to this, and you know, it gave me more time to kind of to sort of figure out my voice and it, it was a, it was a silver lining like you said you know instead of just jumping right into shows and you know possibly injuring myself again you know it gave me it didn't force me to just go out and do something that i would regret you know yeah. um it gave me that time to reflect and sort of heal so so now that the band is going to be jumping into the studio are you guys on a strict practice regiment right now yeah actually yeah. we this week we're going to be tonight um t i think every night Pretty sure every night until, because Monday is coming soon. So now, when you in rehearsal, are you not singing as much? Are you projecting as much as you would normally do, say in a live setting? Or are you kind of toning it back a little? I I try to, um, I sort of I, I personally I tell the guys like go through it a couple times and see how you feel instrumentally, because you know if we mess up we got to redo it over and over and over. Um, so I just I let them do their thing until they feel confident, and then we try to get that, like, one or two takes. Um, so I try to preserve the voice like that. Um, but I, I try to push myself in a healthy way because I don't want to just be, you know, refraining from doing things. I want to grow, so I, I got to sort of push myself. So mm -hmm. um, 
I, I, it's all about how I feel. If I'm feeling strained, then I'm like, all right, guys, I'm done tonight. Mm-hmm. Do the instrumentals. Um, but if I'm feeling good, you know, of course, definitely keep going. Yeah. Yeah. What age did you start performing at? 10? How old were you when the, you started? Like going to the clubs. So your dad used to bring you up okay. to the clubs and stuff. Okay, the bars. Yeah, the bars. <laughs> yeah, because there was like the, the, the high school elementary stage and yeah. then, you know, then the bars right. at, at the same time, actually. So I think like 12. 12? You were 12. The electric company. Right, at the electric company. You were playing and mm-hmm. t- you used to remind me of a young Vince Neil when you used to get up there with your hat on and you're out there kicking it. You always told me I, that. I know. I used to tell you that a lot. And then I, just watching you grow. So what were you doing different back then as far as singing goes i mean obviously you're a kid you don't really know the proper way to sing so what were you doing differently i was i mean honestly i was just belting chest yeah i, I was um i i'm before puberty i had the range of steve perry vince neal all you these did. crazy singers yeah. and you know it, it was amazing to learn all of their to, to be able to sing all that you know it was amazing and i loved it and so when i couldn't do it anymore it was a bummer it was like oh man i gotta step away you know so it changed my my interests, my everything. And, um, but the thing that's cool now is that now I'm like, now I know how they did it and we're sustainable over time. Cause I was, I was singing it in a different, you know, pre what's the word, I guess. Yeah. The, before puberty, you know, I had just the range. It's insane. Your balls didn't drop yet. Yeah. My balls didn't <laughs> drop yet. So of course I had to take advantage of that. It's like, Oh my balls haven't dropped yet. I got to sing journey tonight, you know? Right. And every night and, and it was great. I loved it. Uh, I mean, it was the best experience. Learning, I think, just learning the melodies was just, you know, it's it's formed my own creativity yeah. now. You know, it, it, I think it's deeply ingrained all of these amazing singers, and you know, and I and I always find it amazing. You said Tim Moyer. I don't know if he's watching, but he's watching. Um, I I'll never forget. Like he he, he gave me some voice lessons too, and uh, even Jose, Jose Lopez, and like, oh, I miss you guys, but um. I was just thinking back those days, the seventh, I'm just, seventh and eighth grade. Those were the years where I was, you know, I did the anthems and started going to Saranac, and they were teaching me. It was great. Well, everybody was bringing you on stage too. Every time I turned around, there was Nick on stage. He's like, "There's 14 year old Nick singing with the Bomb or singing with Showtime or whomever, yep. Dashboard Nixon and or, or whomever." You know, you were up there. Everybody had you on stage with. Them. I know. I, I still like I. I mean, Gary Johnson, Justin Smithson, Sean Smith, Jose. I mean, there's just so many people, so many singers and musicians that, like, you know, I haven't seen in so long, and talk, especially since the pandemic. But, like, you know, it, it's giving me that time to reflect and, like, man, like, those were the best years. They, like, really influenced me and inspired me to go out and play and not care and just, you know, because when you're that young, um, you know, I was, I was a shy kid. And I, I still feel that way, that, like, sort of introverted, shy kid, but... When you have like role models like that when you're younger, and um, you know, I just can't thank them enough for that, you know. So, yeah, I'll never forget the. I just, I always just have the craziest memories that come up in my head. Like what? Go ahead. Like, oh, just one of them. Uh, Sean Smith just like picking me up, you know, like just go, going up to the mic. Oh, it's just. It's great. <laughs> Come here, boy. Yep. <laughs> He's such a big burly dude, I was, dude, I was too. like 4'8 or something. Like, no, I don't even know. Yeah, you were 12, 13 at the time. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> I think there was one time where uh, Street Rock got back together for that one bomb set that we all did, uh, like, for yes. free right to party, and you got on stage yep, and did MJ some Disturbed. And, and that, was that was a lot of fun, man. That was the last time I was up there, I think. Was it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was so fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. MJ and the Bomb, they rock. Oh, I they give, give a little shout out to the Bomb because they open their doors to everybody. Mm-hmm. As far when they play Saranac, <laughs> they have everybody come, get on stage with them, maybe play a song with them or yeah. do whatever. You know, they've always been very open and invite everybody, which is cool. I've always loved that. Yeah. No, they're, they're, I mean, it's been so long. I, I love those guys. Yeah. The music they played, oh, it was great. So yeah. whereabouts did the musical change in you start? Or like your your style, your writing, your genres? I mean, I know you've always been into all this different type of music, but at one point you guys were like a cover band. You guys were covering heavy metal songs and, you know, kind of all the those kind of things. And then it just kind of switched somewhere. And where, where does that change start? Yeah, I think a part of it, I, I think a part of it is that I, when I was younger, I still, I, I loved the heavy metal. I loved that, like that rock stuff. But I also had that, like, really lighthearted, like the Beatles kind of, you know, I loved that psychedelic kind of sound. But I wasn't really into it. Um, but I think if the, if I can think of one, it's really the band. You know, Alex, Adam, Trent. We all share such similar interests, and that's why we've been together for so long. You know, especially Alex. I mean, Alex. Well, he just knows. I, I can mention any band. He's like, oh yeah, I know that. You know, I know that artist. You know, he'll pull up the album that he loves, and you know, I always I try to go to him as much as possible for different bands and artists. And like, you know, I'm like Alex. I'm hitting a dead end with music. You know, send me something. Send me a playlist. And you know, Alex is always just trying to learn something new. And so he's just super inspiring for me too. So, and we, I think we both really inspire each other, which is great. You know. You bring up Alex Fun. watching that shy little timid kid in the corner, try, couldn't even plug in his guitar, <laughs> to like now looking, he's a freaking monster. Y- like yep. watching his progression. Are you thinking of Adam? Him too. He's another one. <laughs> Are you thinking of Adam? I thought we'll talk Adam. about him in a little bit too. <laughs> no. he, well, Adam was the one that couldn't plug in the guitar. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Alex is pretty good at plugging his guitar, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he's really good at plugging I, in That's the one thing, if I remembered, you know, at the Columbia, I was like, Damn, like you know, but that kid, that kid, <laughs> Alex has come so far, like where he was to where he is now, and now he's just a dude. I mean, he's a kid shredder now. I mean, if people check out Amnoliac T Stone, if they don't know, that's his. Uh, he doesn't go by it's like his name. It's Amnoliac T Stone. Check it out because he does some wild ambient stuff, and he's got a new single I think coming out this Friday. Um, but super inspiring. He's so good at mixing his own music and just writing and. You know, it's 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 great because when you get that element with my, with what I bring to the band and what Adam brings, it's just it's 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 a melting pot and it's it's awesome. It really is. And Adam's another one too, man. The kid started off in Glen Street playing guitar. Well, I actually started playing drums, right? And then he switched over to guitar and then went back to drums. Actually, he was electric. Yeah, yeah, he was electric guitar and then he went to drums. And I, you know, I don't know if he ever. I think he sort of just stayed on drums Did once. Um, once Will left, mm-hmm. Will Gordon. I don't know if he's shout out Will Gordon. Will, oh, love that pizza man. Willie G. <laughs> but yeah, um, Mannion, he progressed so much too, and what a well-versed musician he's become. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, it, everyone has grown so much in music, you know, as a musician, and it's awesome. It's so great to be a part of that, you know, especially um, Quinn and Ben of Substance and Sun Colored Chair. Um, I don't know if they, uh, anyone knows Sun Colored Chair is my guitarist, Alex, and Quinn and Ben. Um, who used to be local music? Well, they're local musicians still. I think they're from the area. They're from the but area. They moved. Substance. They moved, but you know they're still around. But check them out. Yeah, they're, they're just most talented musicians I've ever met. They really are. They're just 
That's the other thing I love Amazing. about you guys, man. You guys really, and it's beautiful to see that you've created your own scene here in the area. You have a relationship with a lot of these other bands you mentioned, Substance Sun, Sun Yellow Chair. Mm-hmm. You have this great Copper Vein Clones, another one. You, guys, you guys are like, you got this tight knit brotherhood going on. Everybody's writing their own music, and you kind of like, Kind of lean on each other a little bit too, like, "Hey, check this out. This is what I'm doing. What are you guys doing?" And yeah. and that's so cool to see. That's almost it. Kind of reminds me of an, like a late '80s, early '90s Seattle type of scene. Yeah, just because of the camaraderie and the brotherhood that's going on with you guys. Oh, exactly. Yep. And a place like the bank, you know, the bank. Yeah. You know, we would that would be that would be the mecca. That would be the place we would go and practice all the time. Meet so many different musicians from the area, and you know, oh, you fill in on guitar, and you got like seven people on stage and um all our inspirations coming together into like this big jam you know the best memories of the bank and that's where you cut your um, teeth man yep it's pretty much that's it the bank was everything it was yeah yeah yep. good stuff man mm-hmm. like watching you guys grow it's it's been truly amazing i gotta talk about barney's quadrant oh yeah yeah i love that song by the <laughs> you way love that song, yeah. yeah it's been on heavy rotation on one of my playlists oh i'm glad well because i love the change in that there's so many different changes that go on in that song but barney's quadrant that's is that pretty much written about your dad or like what what's that whole basis about yeah so like it, it's cool this song is great because we wrote it in like 20 minutes or 30 minutes because oh, one of those. My, my dad came in the back room he's like hey um donut's gonna be ready in 20 minutes <laughs> And I and we started working on a song, and I think I had the intro, the the beginning of the or what was it? I can't even remember. I started singing another song. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I started with the first riff, and and then we we just sort of we kept adding ideas like, oh, why don't you do this now? And like we could just, I can't even remember. It was just so quick. The song came together, the parts came and went, um, and by the time like it was twenty minutes, like we were done. We were pretty much done with the structure. And it was it was ready to go. The food was ready. We went out into the kitchen. We were eating the donuts, and we're looking out the window, and and my dad starts talking about the moon, and he's like, the moon, in this position in the sky, this is my favorite. This is my favorite spot. Like it can't be anywhere else. This is where the moon should always be, because you know the moon's always traveling in different spots. But um, so we're like, oh, so that's your quadrant, and like that quad. That's what quadrant means. It means like a specific area in time. Um, so we were like, what's called Barney's quadrant. That's your quadrant. And it, so I had to do with the moon and eating donuts. <laughs> so it's a good story. Your dad takes great care of you guys, man. He does. He does. Oh, he, he, I mean the food, the dinners, mm-hmm. we'll be ready. Like we're almost like ready to go. And he's like, Oh, but the pie is going to be ready in 10 minutes. We're like, Oh, okay. Right. We'll, we got to we'll, eat the pie. We'll, we'll go through the song again and then we'll eat pie. You know, <laughs> did he love the song though? When he first heard it, he must. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I hope mm-hmm. there was Dad. times when you guys are writing new stuff. He would be texting me like, you got to hear this stuff. You know, and I can hear his voice. As oh, I'm no reading. Way. He's like, you got to hear what they're doing. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. And a lot of that stuff is what you guys put out on that EP. Yep, yep. And uh, it's it's truly amazing what you guys are doing. Check out Trampoline Jetstream, people. If you haven't heard of them, there's some people out on our Facebook that are watching that aren't from the area. Mm-hmm. If you guys should check out Trampoline Jetstream, an amazing band. They're really good. And I love the way you guys have progressed. You know, you guys were Glen Street at one time, and 
and it went from this rock band, and now you guys are really, it's more of a progressive rock type of thing, yeah. I would think. It's like a progressive, like, psychedelic. It's got that rock element. The oh, al- yeah. Alternative rock, mm-hmm. definitely. And there's parts of funk, and there's parts of blues, and there's, like, a little parts of everything, man. Yeah. It, what I love about you guys is you take from different genres and kind of make it into your own. Yeah, yeah, we, we all have, you know, that's what's great, we, like, We'll show each other music that's like, oh, wow, I'm surprised you're listening to that, too, because I was just listening to it. You know, it's those moments. And um, you, you hear those elements when we when we bring each other like here, I've got this riff and like, oh, that reminds me of this song. And, you know, I, I love the process. It's great. Great process. I do this to you guys every time you come in. But I got to know some of the music that you're listening to these days. Oh, OK. Some new stuff. It, you know, sometimes. Let's see if I'm thinking of one off the top of my head. Um, Mama Larky. Mama Larky. Which is interesting. Should yeah. I write this down? <laughs> you can write it. Yeah, you can write it down. These are just some, some bands that, I, I mean, yeah, no it, it's definitely. Um, it's Mama newer. Larky? Mama Larky, yep. Okay. Yep. A- of course, Alex showed me this band. Okay. And Alex shows me a lot of the bands that I'll probably mention. Um, or I just happen to be listening to it, too, and we're both into it, you know. Um, Radiohead is always on the rotation. Um, Chili Peppers, too. I mean, I-, I went a long time not listening to the Chili Peppers, and. When I come back to it, it's like, oh man, the album. By the way, always just always hits great. You've always been um, a big Chili Peppers fan. Always, I've always yeah. seen a lot of Chili. I have always felt like a lot of your writing style was kind of similar to Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, I love Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. I, you know, I'm actually reading Scar Tissue right now again. Oh, what that, a book! It's crazy. Oh, it is. His life is insane. His life was insane, bro. Mm-hmm. Especially the way that starts off that book. Yeah. It, yep. It's like, it's crazy. Okay, I didn't know he was going through those health complications. Either, yeah, and like just everything that he's been I, through. Yeah, great book. Yeah, I, I'm actually it's because I read it a couple of years ago, and it's like a, I'm reading it again. I don't I don't remember most of it, so I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to go through it again. <laughs> um, what else are you listening to? But uh, Crumb is another big band I really Crumb. like. Crumb, I mentioned it before, I think. Okay, bread, you know, like bread crumbs. Oh, yeah, yeah, Crumb. Um, they're a new upcoming psychedelic band. A lot, you know. A, the two bands I mentioned are like psychedelic, mo- like modern psychedelic, like Tame Impala, MGMT. Um, you know, I mentioned before too. I'm still into the classics, like the Beatles, Zeppelin, Sabbath. Yeah, I always got to throw them on rotation. Um, as far as new band, actually, you know, The Cure is one of those overlooked bands I never got into. And there's, really? Yeah, I was like, damn, I actually like The Cure. There's a couple of good songs that I like. Um, let's see if I got any more. You feel like those classic rock bands bring you, like, they ground you, right? They, yeah. They bring you back to your roots. Yep. It was like, it, like we talked about before. It was just so new at the time that it was fresh, and it still is. I, I think it's still organic, and to recreate that is so hard to do. So that's why I always end up going back to it, because it just feels so raw and new, and, you know, it's timeless, at least in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Especially so. those old school heavy metal bands too, like Sabbath. And yep. The Sabbath. Doors and the you know pre heavy metal. The Doors metal too. Yep. That's another one. Led Zeppelin. Yep. I try Always. to I, I try to be all over the place. You know, listen to newer stuff. I love the Gorillas. Uh huh. You know, just I, I I try to expand as much as I can. And my um sometimes my playlists get mixed with bands I've never heard of that, you know, I I don't even remember the names because I'm like oh it's a sick song I'll like it and you know it'll show up again and that. I like that, and I also hate it because it makes me appreciate the band less. Like, I'm just hearing the song and not, you know. I, I try to, like, look into the band and, like, follow them on Instagram and, you know, where are they at, you know. Try to be more personal with it. Um, so there, there's a lot of bands that I can't even think of right now that I probably could mention that I just 
can't. <laughs> I want to go back to the writing style. <clears throat> Are you a memos guy? You know, kind of record into your voice memos, or do you write things down? Like, how do you, when you come up with an idea, how do you make that secure so you don't forget it? Definitely memos, yeah. yeah. It's, well, yeah, it's like a sound recorder on on my Samsung. It's it's great. I, I like pull it out quick, and sometimes I'll just like whistle apart or hum it, um, and I'll listen back to it. And sometimes it'll sound awful, and so I make sure no one hears that. I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible, but I got the melody. I remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that all the time, almost every day. Do you kind of fine tune that, then bring it to the band, or do you bring it to the band right away? <clears throat> I fine tune it. Yeah. I, I try to wait as long as I can until I feel conf- confident with it, because like I feel like. Sending something that's not finished to the band almost takes away from what it could be. And, like, the first impression, I think, is so important. Yeah. So to come at it with it, like, not fully prepared, you know. So that's why sometimes I just go and make the demo and be like, hey, I made a new demo, guys. And then they check it out. And um, Do they tell you if it's crap or not? Are they honest with you? Like when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm like, ah, it sucks. Or, or... no, they're never that plain. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're probably thinking it. Like, ah, this one's weird. Well, maybe they're thinking it, but they can figure out how they can fine tune it too. Yeah, I think a lot of times I don't expect them to like it because sometimes I'll be like, this could be my own thing, and Mm -hmm. that's fine, you know. But if it happens to be trampoline jet stream, that's that's fucking great. But if it's not, you know, no big deal. a lot of times it grows on them where they're like, wow, I didn't think the li- I'd like that. And, you know, they like it now. Um, and Touch the Sun, the one I played earlier, was one of those. Um, I started writing it in January. And um, I was just going to release it, like, in February. And then I showed Alex, and then he made a guitar part to him. Like, oh, cool. And then the guy sort of, it, it became, you know, we had a set list of songs that we really liked. And then that song, like, almost took over the others. So it's cool how some songs come out of nowhere. And you're like, all right, well, that might be the single, and we didn't even think it was going to be a thing. So, yeah, that's cool. Quick shout out to my boy Lou Greco out there from the Uncle Louie Variety Show checking in. What's up? If everybody out there in Facebook land could do us a favor and click the share button, help spread the word of Nick Vanderwood and Trampoline Jetstream, and of course, everything we're doing here at the D. You played a song earlier. You said that it took you four years to kind of fine tune it, or maybe revisit it. What What was the difference, and how did you make it better? Oh yeah, something's there. Um, that was when we were we were sort of a hard rock metal band, and we really drove it. It, it sort of sounded like Weezer a little bit, like it was just had that driving force. Um, but I think last year, I want to actually no, it was two years ago during my vocal injury. I was playing so much acoustic, and I added a new part um, that at the time I was just jamming, and I realized, oh, that works with something's there that I haven't played in two years, and then I, I f- sort of snuck it in there, and it worked great. And um, I made a demo, sent it to the guys, and, you know, we just went with it. We're like, this sounds cool. And it somehow made its way. Um, it's so cool how that, how that happens. It just pops up. There it is. You know, it, we, haven't, we haven't heard the song four or five years, mm-hmm. you know. It might have been longer, actually. Six, probably. 2015. So, huh. Yeah. So when you're doing the studio process, which you're going to do a whole new process, like you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, you're going to set up in the live room and try to capture it live. You're going to like set the mood and stuff like that. Like, I feel like band should start recording a little bit more like that because it sets the vibe of things, you know, because sometimes you lose the energy of tracking instrument by instrument. 
Yeah. And kind of piecing yeah. it together. Then it just becomes, it sounds mm-hmm. computer generated type of thing. You yeah. know what I mean, though? Because everything's got to be matched up. and But capturing it live, it, it, it just has so much heart and has so much energy. I mean, you guys got to be looking forward to doing it that way. Yeah, no, we're so psyched. You know, we loved how Jerry came out. Yeah. Um, but we were worried that doing something doing something like that again might make it more karaoke where you're just playing the parts and, you know, it's different when you're just doing karaoke, you're just playing the part, you're playing over and over again. But when the songs are new and you're performing it live together with a band, like a live setting, sometimes those are the best performances. And to, right. to like finish the song and Jeff Adderman says this all the time and I'm going to take it from him, but like, did we get that? Like, holy shit, that was the take. And then you're done. There's a song. Um, so that's that's our goal is to try to get that to happen. Just capture that raw energy. It's a newer song, you know. We didn't play it to death thousand times, you know. You know, Adam didn't take do take fifty seven, and he just wants to gouge his eyes out. You know, <laughs> it's like it happens, bro. Yeah, it does. I mean, you can get burnt, especially it, when you're sitting there take after take after mm-hmm. take after take. You can get really burnt quick to the point where you're just like, I'm sick of this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. But this experience might be good. It's harder, though. It's really hard to, to get everyone on the same page. Like, two people could have the best take of their life, but if the bassist or drummer or whatever fucks up that one little part, you got to do it again. Mm-hmm. So we all have to be super, super tight. And it helps that you guys practice your asses off, though. Yeah. You guys are constantly practicing. Mm-hmm. You mentioned his name. we got to bring him up. Jeff Adderman. What's Jeff the Adderman. best thing Jeff Adderman's taught you? Oh, the best thing? Or some of the things. I'm sure you've learned a lot of things from him. There's one thing we talked about that I did, um, because I did, uh, what's it? I did Because, the the cover Because by the Beatles, where the harmonies, you know, it's like a three-part harmony. Um, In the studio, he would have me double parts and like, harmonies and, like, the lead. Okay, you're going to do the lead again. And I'm like, why do we have to do the lead again? I was like, you're killing me. But then I realized, like, you know, you're filling in the spaces, like the vowels. You're, you're, it's much more, it's bulkier, and it sounds much better than just copy and pasting the previous take, um, because every take is completely different. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the same part, you know, when you line them up, it's just it, you could tell the difference. It sounds smooth, um, and so that's one huge thing that I wear on my own when I'm recording um, lead parts. Is you know, with three the three part harmony I did, I had to do it nine times because. George, uh, John Lennon, and, and Paul, even though they did three different parts, each of them had to do it three times, and it made it huge. Yeah. And so I was blown away. You know, I was just thinking of Jeff the whole time when I was doing it. Like, wow, that he's freaking right. Yeah. That's a huge difference. It's know? one person you don't want to doubt, you know? Especially when it comes to when you're in the control room and in the studio, you just let Jeff take the ball and let him yep. run with it because the guy is a genius. Yeah. Oh, he's he's so he's so great. He I is. mean, the, we have some of the longest conversations because there's always just so much to talk about and there's so much substance to it that you don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. So, it's great. I love it. I can't wait to be with him next week. Mike Coley from 315music.com is saying anger management. <laughs> is that something you learned from Jeff Adderman? <laughs> like watching him get a little crazy in the studio? Yeah, yep. Yep, he has his moments. He does and have and his he admits moments. it, you know. Oh, yeah. he, he, but he, 
he's really good at like knowing it and being aware of it, and so it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's he's so great to work with. Yeah, it really is. He's, it's awesome. And if you know him as long as we've all known, I've known him for twenty five years. Yep. You know that's the, his vibe, and you just give him the ball and let him go, mm-hmm. and and he always makes a great product. Always, I was so yeah. happy with the Street Rock Mafia album. I'm I still love that happy. Album. Me too. I still love it, and I don't like any of my albums. I hate them all Milky except for that white one. Boo. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> I got I got to listen to those again. <laughs> yeah, man, we had a great time back in the day, and I, maybe yep. eventually we'll get that all going. And I got to give a big shout out to Chris Mandry. You see what Mandry's doing nowadays? Yeah. Oh yeah, I follow him. Yep, <laughs> I, I love Chris. It's just his chops. Oh, I love watching his his drumming. He's videos. an amazing player, but him with Green Jello right now is mm-hmm. like, it's a perfect fit. Yep. They're in costumes every Saturday night, and he's playing with Angela from Fishbone, and they're doing all these crazy things and yeah. trivia questions, and just it's wild. It's a wild party. It's the perfect fit for he's Chris. He's a character. Oh, he's great. That and on top of his comedy thing that he's doing, he's doing a lot of stand up. Comedy too? Yeah, he's doing some stand up. Oh my God. It's hilarious. You gotta check that out. I know. You gotta check that out. (laughs) So you go in the studio in a couple weeks and then we'll put it out. You guys gonna do some videos, any kind of visual aspect to some of these tunes? Yeah, actually, that's something I'm like just like, because I I was in school for a little bit. So I was a little, I really couldn't focus a whole lot on it. But in the past couple weeks, I've been able to sort of conjure up some ideas. so that's exciting. You know, I just I listen to the album all the way through and um sometimes I'll just be drawing, you know, sort of like jamming. You're just whatever comes out comes out and you sort of brainstorm. Um so a lot some of it's animated, some mm-hmm. of it is like also ideas of like actual practical um camera setups, you know, locations and I'm sort of I'm starting to think about ideas um for sure. I, I I'm not sure how many songs or which ones yet. Um I have a couple in mind, but definitely, honestly, in my head, I'm like, I gotta get on this because it's there's a lot, you yeah. know, and it's a it's it's a tedious process to go through. So, um, but it's fun. I love the process. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing a little cartoon strip. Yeah, actually, yep. Thinking about that. Yeah, yep. Because I did a little 3D art in school, and uh, this next semester I'll be doing more um, 2D, which is probably what I'm gonna be diving more into. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and now that I feel like venues are starting to open back up again, have you guys thought about doing some live shows this summer, or maybe push it into the fall, or what's the plan on that? I think we have like four shows. Oh, you do? I, I, I spread out through the summer. Um, I'm really bad with dates right now. I know. I know you guys are playing at Woods Fest. Yep, Woods Fest is and one of them. That's coming up in August, I think, 4th and 5th. Yep. Summers are right around that time. So I'm yep. not sure what day you guys are playing, but that's going to be a great time. Last time was an amazing, amazing time. Woods was it Fest. great? I don't even know. I don't think it I was to awesome. It. Oh, I'm excited. It was. It was excited. awesome back in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it packed so many people there. They had all the best of the best of the local bands there. And uh, the Coley does a great job putting that thing together. And shout out Tim Woods, too, over at Woods Valley. Yeah, yep. It's mm-hmm. going to be a great, great time. So, cool. I know you're playing that. What else you got on the docket? We got uh, a lot of it is uh, there's, like, I think a wedding, a private party. Um, I'm really, you know, it's something, to be honest with you, the shows have been the last thing on my mind. Yeah. Because I've sort of assumed, like, 2022 would be the show, you know, what's focused on the album and um, the artwork and get that out and then really kind of, get the shows going um 
Woods Fest is the main one right now. Oh, cool. Um, and correction, it's August 7th and 8th. August 7th and 8th? Yeah. Cool. I don't know what day it is ever. No, I, I'm <laughs> awful with dates right now, too. Yeah. I don't even, what is it, the 23rd, 4th? Oh, don't ask me. Something, okay. Something like that. There it is right there. Uh, May 24th. Oh, okay. Good. That's why I have the time up there, and just in case. So I don't, it's May. You know what day it is. And 325. Yeah, okay. Just look look up, and there it is. <laughs> But that's going to be a good time. You're going to love Woods Fest. They they really put together. I've a never great been to festival. it. I've always heard of it. I want to say this is going to be their third one. I think it's their third one. Oh, cool. So uh, it should I be mean, interesting. And they got all the great local bands. All your buddies are playing. You yeah. know, so I'm ex- I'm excited to be a part of it. You know, that's it's great. Got a shout out to Tim Woods for that. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'd like to see more of that pop up. And you know, as you know, the restrictions become less and less. You're going to start seeing a vibrant music scene again. I can, I really feel that in my heart. Man. I feel it too. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, a part of me doesn't want to be disappointed and be too uh, optimistic. But at the same time, you know, I, I think something's got to give eventually. You know, we've, it's been a year and a half. Yeah, we just got to end this shit. I mean, just end it. As long as we can just keep. Moving forward, definitely. That's it. That's all we got to do is keep moving forward. But I really think, though, that the music scene is really going to pick up because everybody missed it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like everyone, anyone wants to just go out. Who who cares what band it is? You know, mm-hmm. let's just enjoy live music and be out free and not have any anxieties of, you know, oh, you know, if, if I'm without my mask, am I going to get in trouble or am I going to get sick, get COVID? Don't and, touch me. Yeah. So <laughs> keep your six. That's the one thing I want. Mm-hmm. Keep your six feet distance away from me. Yeah. Okay. Keep that, you can you keep know? that. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, maybe everyone could could just invest in one of those balls that can run go. around in. Like, yeah, you know, like the all, flaming lips. Yeah. So yeah, the we're, flaming all, lip balls. we're all hamsters. That'd be fun. <laughs> I would love to be on stage and just watching a whole crowd of hamsters and yeah. ball you know that'd be fun you know the thing is too <laughs> nowadays the physical interaction with people like if i'm hugging you that means you mean something to me because i'm not gonna hug any <laughs> random person now and yeah. i'm not shaking hands or i'm giving fist bumps or elbows or something but if i'm hugging you that means i, I you're special to me i'm yep. not gonna hug anybody i'm not shaking hands with anybody i, I do fist bumps you know like I said. oh yeah fist bumps but that, that's about it yep. and like this whole covid thing is really Made yep. me keep my distance from people. It's crazy how much it's changed everything. Yeah, you know, it really your has. perspective on you know, like I mean, I think it's crazy. Some people just used to go in to work sick, and it was a, no big deal. And you're just working with someone who's sick, and like, you know, I, I feel like moving forward, that'd be great if people who were sick just didn't come in to work, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. So. <laughs> Just be smarter, I guess. Like, why do you got to go out and work when you're sick? Gina's saying there's nothing like live entertainment. She's right about yep. that. What's yep. your summer plans other than playing and recording and stuff? Are you going to do anything? you going to any concerts? you taking any trips? What do you got planned this summer? Well, I have a friend who just moved to California. Um, it's actually, like, right outside of L.A. And that was the one trip, trip I was thinking of because I've never been to L.A. or California in general. Um, you got to visit Mandry when you're there. And I would love to visit. I just I feel like I would really love it. You know, the whole band went there. They were all in California at one point. I was here, yeah. home, and I was just like, damn it, I got to go. So I, I feel like that's I'm, – I'm set on that probably in August. Oh, cool. Doing that. Um, uh, other than that, I'm, I'm trying to, I think, just focus on the music and the art and the album, you know, stay local and um, – I'm at SUNY Poly too, so I do have I do have plans to go back for the semester. So awesome. I want to try to live up the summer as much as I can. You know, yeah, meet as many friends and people I haven't seen in a while. Yeah. You know, because it's been two years that I haven't been out and about because of my injury in the pandemic. So I feel like I've just been 
quarantine for so long. And you're so ready to bust. I'm loose. ready to fucking go. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I see Pops is playing too. The old Simple Props is back out there a little bit. They yep. got some dates booked. Uh, you know, I wish I could plug in where they're playing. Right I know now. they're playing at the Harp I, like this week or next week or the something. The Harp. Yes, I think they're playing at the Harp next week. Next I think week. It is. Next I think it's week. June. The first week of June. Simple Props. That'll be great. Oh yeah, man. I was there a couple of nights ago, so that was. We had Mike on the band. uh, Mike on the band. We had Mike on Local Music Monday a couple weeks ago. Mike Sales from Simple Props. Oh, yeah. He's probably been a little influence for you as well because he's in your dad's band. Yeah. But I feel like Mike is such an underrated musician out here locally. Like nobody ever gives that man some love. And that guy has got a range like none other. I've heard those golden pipes when I was like three years old. I'd be in the room trying to fall asleep at 11. You know, get up for second grade, and <laughs> and he's just belting out Journey every. You know, that's what was the first inspiration for me too. And I was like, holy shit, he's I, I can sing these songs too. You know, so um, the fact that the band room was right next to my room, and they were always practicing. You know, it was I loved it, and I never thought I'd ever be a singer. You know, so it's it's weird how that works out. And um, I, I would catch him occasionally at the gym, and we would talk about, you know, singing. And just dynamic and how you technique and everything. And um, there, recently I've been thinking it would be great if um, I could get a, like a little lesson from him because like, he's so good. I mean, I, he's got some – I'm sure he's got some tricks up his sleeve or he something. He definitely does. <laughs> uh, he's an amazing singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a good person to be influenced by. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, of course, my dad too. Yeah. Now, did you yeah. take guitar lessons or did your, did your dad give you guitar lessons? He, it was sort of an unconventional guitar, uh, guitar lesson. It was more like, here, here's the open chords. Uh-huh. Like, you know, E standard, G, D. Um, I, I sort of figured out, I, I don't think he showed me bar chords. He might have showed me a little bit, but I remember I was, I was really invested in, what, what song was it? Um, I think it was, I guess you just what I needed. Was it cars? Or? Just what I needed, the cars, yeah. Yeah, and that was the first song I learned bar chords on. And, that, and they were playing that song. So another example, like the fact that they were always playing sort of inspired me. I'm like, oh, I like that song. And um, so, yeah, my dad showed me uh, like the open chords and then I just sort of took it from there. Yeah. And he didn't push it on you. He no, he did a little bit. Did he? He was like, you should be playing. You should be singing and playing guitar. But he wasn't militant about it. No, 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 he wasn't militant about it. He was definitely not militant about it. He was sort of like a militant. No, no. He was sort of just like, hey, you're good. Do it. You know, yeah. like you're fine. You know, Encouragement. join this band. You know, you're 13 or 12. Like just join this like rock band and they're all older than you. And, you know, if it was just me, I would never, never done it. Right. You know, but that was what I realized. Like, oh, wow, I could sing. You know, it was it was weird how you just get pushed into that. Um, you know what I want to bring up? The night was it? What was your band? Uh, Darling Vendetta, right? Was that the name of the band? Oh wow, that's, that's uh, it was back when, right? I like that, but it's Sweet Vendetta. Oh, Sweet Vendetta. Darling Vendetta was my other buddies. That's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no way. Sweet Vendetta. Sweet Vendetta. I'm yep. sorry. Sweet Vendetta. Yep. And you guys played at the Stanley, and that was the yep. night Screech was there. Yep. Screech, Saved by the Bell, yep. uh, Diamond Dustin, who recently just passed away, and yep. I had seen a, a picture of you guys and Diamond. And Dustin Diamond. Dustin Diamond, yeah. Dustin yeah. Diamond. And so what was that night like? What was he like? Do you yeah, remember any of that night? I, I do. I was, man, that was so long ago. But um, I, didn't, I don't think I really had a good, sh- I, I don't think we had like a long conversation. But I remember him saying to me like, man, you got pipes. Like, that, you know, it was great. I mean, he was a nice guy. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so I was really bummed to hear about his passing. Yeah. You know, he, he was a really nice guy from what I, you know, the interaction I had with him. Um, but what a what a great night. I mean, he came up to the mic, was talking, and he was, you know, pumping us up, getting the crowd going. He was great. Um, it's what was it? The animals for animals benefit. It was or? some kind of yeah benefit. The Stanley. <laughs> I can't remember what it was for. I think Gridley it was Page, it was a Keeler thing. Gridley Page played as well on acoustic thing, and Tim had me guessing that Did night. He? Yeah, nice. I remember that. Yeah, Uncle Tim. And that was I think I feel like that was actually the first time I ever met Tim. What was it? I, I'm pretty sure it was at the Stanley. He's like, here, sing Don't Stop Believing in Me. And, you know, he did one for us. I did another. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So it's, it's of course, these are things I haven't thought of in years. Well, so. I'm going to bring up something else that you probably haven't thought of either, but performing the National Anthem at Boston Garden. Oh, yeah. How that, does that come about? So my uncle um, lived in Massachusetts, and he had a program um, called, it was, I think, USP. And it was, um, he was pretty much helping kids with special needs and um he, somehow he had a connection with the celtics where they would do half court or halftime games and he would have these kids a group of kids play a little scrimmage you know on halftime at the celtics and, wow. and i'm like of course i would love it so the first year i went and you know i was helping out kids with special needs you know we would play a game and i, and I wasn't singing at the time but he he did it every year and then the next year came around, he realized, like, oh, Nick, you're singing and, you know, you're singing for UC hockey game? Like a national, that's pretty cool. It's like, you, you should do that for the Celtics. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I could. I could do that. And at the time, it was just sort of like, a, yeah, whatever, you know. But, like, out of nowhere, he messaged me and said, hey, they want you to send a video of you singing it. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit. So my dad, he's like, here, well, I'll play guitar. And you, we'll we'll do we'll make a video together, and you'll sing along the guitar, and it's probably still on YouTube. Actually, it is. You could, yeah, you could look up me and my dad performing. That was a submission video for it, and um, you know, maybe a week later, they're like, yeah, no, you're set for this date. It was it was uh, a preseason game. You're shitting your pants. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I mean, even the drive there, I was like, you know, to be honest with you, like. My nervous system was going so much that I was like peeing every like ten minutes. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Holy shit!" And like my hands were sweating. Like I had to grab the mic they gave me. Like I was like four foot, like looking up, like straight up, and still would see. How old people. are you? Twenty-four. No, not not now. I'm then. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, thirteen. 13. 12, or thirteen. Twelve or thirteen yeah, years something old, something like that. And you're singing the national anthem at Boston Garden for a Celtics game. I think I was so clueless that I didn't know what was happening. Uh -huh. I'm like, I guess I'm doing this, and so it's it's so weird because I, I I think I like almost had like a blackout, like where it's just I did it, I sang, and then when I was done, I'm like, what happened? I remember if I felt tingly, like my hands were tingly, and you know, even describing it, I'm sort of feeling it, um, just like the flashbacks, you know. I, I was embarrassed to give them the mic that was just my hands were sweating like crazy. So I'm like, here, take that. Sorry. Um, sorry. I've never done this before. You know, I almost shit my pants. And But did I do okay? And, you know, luckily it went well. And they had me back for another year after. Oh, so you did it a couple times? I did it a couple times. Oh, wow. And so, it, yeah, I mean. Was it easier the second time? I don't know. No, you don't remember. I have no clue. I mean, like, I was, like, 14 or 15. and Almost like an outer body experience. Yeah, it was definitely, it, for sure. Like, you forget what you're doing. You just do it. And I'm just on autopilot, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's what's great about practicing is that you can just do it. You don't have to worry about, you know, being, about messing up. 
you could just perform, you know? So it, it was such a life-changing experience, you know? But I found that it was easier to do that than actually perform in front of 10 people, like, at high school. Like, when we would do plays um, or even just auditions, you know, for solo parts in the chorus, I was I was much more nervous to do that than actually sing of the Celtics. Wow. I think this, it was more personal and... Um, it's so strange that that works. And I think a lot of people, a lot of performers can relate to that. They would prefer a bigger crowd than, you know, a couple people, you know, who are just staring at you, judging you. That muscle memory is a real thing, though. Especially yeah. when you're having those outer body experiences and then all yep. of a sudden you, you don't even know you're doing it. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's done. And you're like, wait, that just happened? Did it's I the coolest feeling. It's, <laughs> it's, it's what you strive for as a musician. You yeah. don't have to worry about, you know, that's why I, I practice every day. I, you know, I try to spend as much time as I can vocally um, just so I can just do it and yeah. not worry about doing it wrong and killing myself again. So, yeah. Take me through some of your vocal exercises. Oh, God. Come on, do some for me. Well, Because <laughs> I probably need to learn how to do it myself, too, because I got this freaking scratchly voice. Who knows what's going on in my throat? I thought I brought a straw, but I didn't. But Will you do it with a straw? Yeah, do you have a straw? I, I probably in the cabinet. <laughs> but actually, so if I don't have a straw, I don't know about around here. If I don't have a straw, I'll do like so. That's the thing is that I I start with like breathing because like if I'm short of my breath, then I'm just gonna be like pushing here. So like I'll do like the just do long exhales because singing is exhaling. Like ten minute or ten second breathe in, ten second breathe out. Yeah, and I try to hold it. I try to like go as long as I can. Okay. So that when I sing, because singing is exhaling, you know, the breath is before you sing. And then the singing is, ah, you know, it's that kind of thing. And, and that's another exercise I do is uh, the vocal fry. Um, it, it's the vocal fry. The vocal, they call it vocal fry. Where you, uh, and you support it. Like, you don't want to just like, you don't want to uh, like force it. You have to just like, uh really soft and like so that's one i do in the morning and if i have a straw i'll buzz it you know i go and i'll imagine that the air is going to the top of my head instead of here so i'll try to have a that kind of thing who taught you these exercises my um my therapist actually at rochester strong uh-huh. hospital um, when I went there, you know, when I saw my voice on a TV, you know, they're like, all right, you have to do therapy. Um, I would actually, before the buzzing, the straw, I would actually blow air into um, a big cup of water and like I would buzz it and actually bubble the water like a, like a little kid would. Like I, I have memories of being a kid, like chocolate milk, and my parents were like, stop that. <laughs> but I'm doing it again mm-hmm. with water, and, yeah. and it's it's great. And because when I'm done with these exercises, I just feel so free. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like hitting a brick wall. And, ah, I have so much motion um, with with air, and I can control it easier. Um, and I'm sure Tim, if he's watching, or whoever you know is a musician or singer, um, could probably relate to that. You know, you did. and for me, I, I've always been so. Like so bad at singing, I was I was so improper, so it's so amazing that these small exercises like work, and it blew my mind, and that's why I'm so obsessed with them now. But Gina wants to know what does vocal fry do for you? It actually, from what I've learned, um, 
there's a lot of um, YouTubers that I follow too. Um, Eric Arsenault is a, a, a huge one. He has like one of the most views, viewed vocal exercise video. And he says it's a strengthening because when you're doing that, it's the smallest amount of effort that you're putting on your voice. It's so small that like it's, it's not doing any damage. It's hard to explain, but um, when I do it, it, like, it, it makes it easier to sort of land on the notes so like when I when I'm really light like ah you see how it sort of cracks yeah it it makes it, it it's easier to go into those light ah, ah that kind of thing so it's more on a, on the inflection yeah I think it's because more on it's, the it, down yeah it's so soft that that it makes it easier to come to land on the softer notes. It's hard to explain, but you feel it. You definitely feel the difference. Yeah. Um, Have you shared your experience with your vote, with your with your throat and your vocal process with people that have that are going through it too? Oh, like the um, same thing that you're going through. I'm trying to. Th- I, so, Kate Devon, I, we were talking about it earlier too. Like, yeah, she, shout I, out Kate Devon. Yeah, Kate Devon. I don't know if she's watching right now, but um, I you know I hope. You're doing all right. Yeah, you know, I'm sending I, you positive vibes. Everything that, if you guys don't know, Kate Evans has been going through some serious health issues too, and um, it's very related. It's similar um, to what I went through. Um, hers is, seems to be much more serious, though. Um, so I, I try to give her as much advice as I can. Yeah, good. Because it was so awful for me to go through that. I, I, I No one should go through that. Like, no one should ever have to to speak with pain, you know, or to not be able to sing and, you know, so I, I try to give her as much advice as I can and what I went through and what helped and worked for me. Um, she, she definitely, I'm not sure if it was really like vocal exercise oriented. I might've mentioned a little bit, but I think more on a spiritual level, like just, you know, grounding yourself, not getting too caught up in your thoughts. Yeah. And, you know, that was a, that was sort of the first step for me. I had to believe that I could get better. And once you believe you can get better, that's the stepping stone. And that's like, the trail you begin to to healing getting better yeah and then you start adding therapy and you know figuring out what you should do and what you shouldn't do and like maybe i shouldn't go out tonight and do this maybe i should just maybe i should just stay in and and heal for a year or months and that's what i did i doubt i was dedicated and you know so i i really hope kate that you can get pull out of it because it's yeah me too you know, and I, I think you will. She's I, great I think talent. You, you do so much and you have, I think you have so much energy, youthful energy that you have a lot of time. Indeed. You have a lot of time to pull through it. And that's what I had to believe. You know, it's like, I'm still young. This is where I could transform. This is where I could begin something new. And so that was what was also really great about it. Um, like watching her transition to into the different genres that she's yeah. going into right now. It's it's great. I like what she's doing right now. So yep. we're sending you positive vibes, Kate. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. We want to see for everybody. Sure. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome that you're kind of like the big brother role model for her mm-hmm. right now. And I, yeah. And I, I try not to be forceful on it. Like, do right. this, you know, yeah. you will never get, you know, I. Because you don't want it done to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. people should, they, they should be easing into it. Everyone goes at their own pace. Right. And I, I don't want to be intimidating about it you know do do what's best for you mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give you some advice of course and like but take it take it slow don't get so caught up in you know how you know how long it takes and that was something i had to keep telling myself too is that you know oh man it's been a year now i'm still not better 
but like I had to ignore that thought. Yeah, that, that was like that doesn't matter. Like time doesn't matter. You know, you just have to ignore it. You, you need to realize that you're be way beyond that. Yeah. yeah. Are you exercising too, other than the vocal exercising? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, that it was, helps too, right? That was. I, I also did physical therapy, not just for my voice, but my body, because my neck. Um, another thing too is that I, during the vocal injury, I had also helped lift the piano. And strained my neck. Oh, jeez. And that was uh, the probably the biggest issue. Um, I still have soreness sometimes um, that I have to mend. I actually have to, like, do regular stretches. And um, and even the vocal exercises help the muscles from being tight. But, yeah, I had to help lift the piano. They didn't have a ramp. And um, I totally strained my throat. It hurts so bad. I mean, it. I still deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have to... I have to, so doing like back exercises keeps the tension from just building up. You know, I have to always, you know, the, once I stop exercising, I start to feel way more sore. Mm-hmm. Um, so when, when I when I start exercising again, I feel great, and so it's, it's I love it. It's funny how that works. Yeah, I know it's it's probably the best. It's almost good that I you know like the soreness comes on. It forces me to get into shape. You know. Yeah. So. Keep but, you active. Yeah, you're. You have a lot of energy. You always have. I'm insane. Yeah, you are a little bit, slightly. I'm slightly insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place. And my vocal therapist was also like, "Okay, knowing you, do this exercise, but like, just chill out. Don't do it too much." <laughs> she literally had to tell me, like, "Okay, just calm down. Don't go extreme with it." And you know, so, yeah. That's just how I am. You got to scale back a little bit. I Nick. have to scale back, yeah. and that was why I injured myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I'm sure, like, throughout this pandemic and throughout what you were going through, but you learned a, a lot through all that and, and taught yourself to scale back a little bit and yep. not be so. That, that was that extra push, yeah. and I needed it. Yeah. I mean, awful that it had happened. Yeah. I mean, just to slow things down. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like humans need to slow things down too. Cause we're always so go, go, go. I, I fall through the same thing. I yeah. go through the same shit. Just constantly go, 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 go. And eventually you're going to hit the wall. Yeah. And, and you're just going to fall apart and just either become, uh, yeah. not being able to move or just become depressed or whatever. But just, you know, mm-hmm. it's good to take it back and put things into perspective. Exactly. And I think spending your, uh, your time alone and being okay with it mm-hmm. is like the best thing ever. And that was what, I, I, I'm hoping a lot of people like learn from quarantine. Yeah, and, I mean, at least for me too. I mean, me too. You don't always need to be out socializing, even though you got to keep your friends close. You know, you got to have your time. Um, you got to be able to. If you're not in a good state, you know, you're not ready to. You're just not ready to go out into that. And ex- I don't even know how to phrase it, but um, spend more time in yourself. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. And that's the one thing I learned from quarantine is. You know, I love myself now. Right? You have kind of yeah, struggled yeah. with it. You know, it, you know, always had to have people around. Now I, I can actually be alone. I know it. And yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm well, totally fine I, with I, it. I, loved, I love me. And I love the transfer. <laughs> I mean, just the Disruption Network, seeing your, your transfer from the show that you did. I think it was the, right before quarantine, right? In February, like, like two years ago? or Could have been, huh? I, I remember, like, you just, it's been so long. But, <laughs> you know, just seeing the transformation has been so great and, like, how you've connected with more people and like i just love that you're doing this it's Thanks, so cool buddy. and i love that you guys come on man it's like this is what i love about this community in the utica community i love it. it's a very tight-knit community but the the music community it's because i grew up in this music community it's the only thing i know is music pretty much you know yeah. it's mm-hmm. and so uh watching it grow to where it was to where it is now even though not a lot of people are out playing but they will be yeah um it it's 
really created this really tight knit brotherhood. I, I'll say it again because I know I said it earlier, but yeah. it really has. Yep. It created this tight knit brotherhood. So I love it. And I love that uh, everybody gets along now and it's not competitive. And, you know, we're just trying to help each other. I mean, the, look at how many people have invited you on stage throughout the years. You know, yeah. that says a lot. You would never yeah. have gotten it. If the, you were growing up in the 80s, you would have never been invited up there. You would have been the guy sitting there like, <laughs> This I could do that. Suck. Yeah. This guy suck. I could do it better. You know, that's yeah. how it was. Yeah. You know, that's but it's not like that anymore. Yeah, no, I that's I mean, I'm sure there is, but it's yeah. not it's not out there as much as it was. Yeah, and everyone I mentioned earlier too, like all the local musicians, I mean, that really just that was it's just ingrained in my personality and my stage presence and you know, I I owe it all to them for to to still have that and inspiration and like I would once the pandemic's over. I would love to go back and perform with all the people that I used to, you know, like Gary oh, Johnson, Dashboard, you know, Showtime, Showtime, all those bands, The Bomb, Simple Props. You know, all, it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, and and people like you, especially, we need more people like you who are so supportive of the local music, and it's hard to find that. It's around, but uh, definitely, definitely is, is this, man. The order of the day, people, is to go and download Trampoline Jetstream. Go check them out online. They're on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere where you stream music. You can find Trampoline Jetstream. Great music. You guys are writing some great stuff, man. And um, you guys got a bright, bright, bright future. So just keep doing it. Keep plugging it away, and good things are going to come to you guys. Thank you, Z. I Thank love you, so you much. Nick. I do. I got a lot of love for you and your whole family. So big love to all the Vanderwoods out there in the world. <laughs> much love. Much love. <laughs> much love to everybody out there. Thank you so much for hanging with me today. Sorry about the technical difficulties. But no uh, we managed to make it through, and here we are, and all is good in the world. So if you're out there in Facebook land, please do us a favor and click the, the share button. Help spread the word of Trampoline Jetstream, EC Radio, Nick Vanderwood. He does a lot of great art, too, so check out his Instagram at Vandy underscore art on instagram it's amazing amazing work he's killing it out there shout out to my sponsors eja moving services dave longaretta my attorney if you need legal advice give him a call 315-735-6162 big ups to utica coffee saranac brewery and joey's at 307 nick man thanks so much for taking the time today man Oh, no, thank you for having me. Let's do thank this so again much. soon, and maybe get the boys back in. For when sure. you get the album out, whatever, we'll we'll be here to promote oh, it. Oh, yeah, definitely in the summer. It would be great. For sure, man. You got anything you want to plug before we get out of here? I mean, everyone I had mentioned today, I mean, much love to everyone. Um, plug it out. Let's see. Trampoline Jetstream. You said it all. All right. <laughs> I, I think you said it all. Cool. Uh, Trampoline Jetstream has a website. If you want to check that out, we have merch. Um if you want to buy a shirt, we've got, like, shirts with tigers on it. Like, it's pretty cool, I think. I, I um, wear mine all the time. Uh, and, and pretty soon we're coming out with an Edwin shirt. Ooh, Edwin's it, getting his own shirt, if huh? You, if you don't know Edwin, um, <laughs> if you don't know Edwin, he's an alien. He's our mascot. Yeah. He's actually always going on trips and adventure. You can follow him on uh, Instagram as well, edwin.lifeform or something like that. Edwin's probably hiking the Adirondacks right now. He, I think he is, he actually. Is. I would have to check it. I'll check it after, but... um. He, he's always out and about. He's the best. We're going to have a shirt for him eventually on that page. You can probably, you can actually subscribe to our website somehow. That's awesome. Um, but <laughs> that's probably the main plug. If you want a shirt, uh, you know, give it an order. We got stickers. Um, check it out. We got a YouTube page. Subscribe to our YouTube as well because we are releasing. Wow, I should probably mention we're releasing a, a, a song this Wednesday. This Wednesday? This Wednesday. Beautiful. Actually, yeah, one last thing. Yeah. Um, it's a song that didn't make the For Days on NEP last year, which is the anniversary is the 26th, this Wednesday. Oh, wow. Um, and that was our first EP we ever released, and it was The Quarantine. 
we did it separately. We weren't in the same room recording it. Um, and the song just didn't make the cut. We ended up just choosing three. So now that's been a year later, we're going to release it. We're just going to put it on YouTube and Bandcamp. Um, we're, we're maybe down the line, we'll put it on all streaming, but we want to keep it short and small. We'll have like a little video with the art. Um, and I, I was going to mention the title, but I'll surprise you. Wednesday. Wednesday. And I think it might be, it'll be coming out in the morning. So keep cool. your, keep your eyes peeled. Awesome. I can't wait to hear it. Looking forward to We're it. Excited. It's, it's a different one. It's something we've never really done before. So it's a little outside the box. So that's, it's outside the box, which might be why we didn't choose it, but okay. it's, it's cool. Good. Well, awesome. Well, congratulations. Keep putting out that great music, man. Oh, thank you. You're Steve. doing great. I'm proud of you guys. Thank you. Much love, A lot of love man. for all you guys at Trampoline Jet Stream. Shout out, Mannion. When I see him, I'm going to smack him in the back of the house. Chazzy. <laughs> Chazzy. Good old baby. Chazzy, Trent, T-Dog. All those guys, man. Am Noliak, T-Stone, Alex. Shout out to all of them. He's got a single coming out Friday. Uh, Friday, yeah. So you yeah. got yours coming out Wednesday, and his is coming out Friday. That's right. You guys are busy. I love We're busy. it. We're busy. We're still doing shit. Good. Yep. Good. And the next Monday, studio. Keep shining, brother success and nothing less thanks for listening to this podcast if you'd like to contribute and help with the cost of the producing this podcast you can hit our virtual tip jar on venmo at xytoda please subscribe on all our podcast platforms follow like and subscribe all things disruption network on social media and visit our website disruptionnetwork.net